It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van And we are live. Welcome to Car con Carne. I'm James Van Osdell, and this right here, this is the 167th, the 167th episode of 2021. It's also the final episode of 2021. And after a pandemic-length stretch where I was recording from home for hundreds of episodes, Carcon Carney is, in fact, back in the car on a weekly basis. All the car-based episodes uh, recently, moving forward, will be at Buona locations throughout the city and the suburbs. I just had the uh, Italian beefless when I was in Countryside with Daryl from the Bull Weevils earlier this week, you could try that or the classic Italian beef or anything off Buona's varied and fabulous menu for 10% off, 10% off your mobile or online order. It's true. Just use my promo code. I've got a promo code, which means the podcast is legit. I have a promo code. It is Carne10, C-A-R-N-E-10. It's that simple. And try to leave some room for rainbow cone cake for dessert. It's the Chicago way. Touched by Ghoul is one of Chicago's more celebrated Yay, independent bands. And they recently delivered their much delayed and anticipated second album, Cancel the World. I'm joined by 50% of the band. Uh, really, uh, the 50% that I'm really excited about, Angela and Andrea, are here. I'm going to bring them on screen. Here we are. Hi. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not going to bury I'm not going to bury the lead about Touched by Ghoul tomorrow night at Liars Club. It is Touched by Ghoul headlining a New Year's Eve welcoming 2022. That's right. How does it feel to, to get back out there New Year's Eve? Here we go. This is this is a, a big show, new album. Are you, are you nervous or are you just pumped to get out there? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, I mean, I'm always nervous before we play, but uh, I, I think mostly I'm just excited to play a show again. This will be our first one back uh, since uh, da, 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 da. 2019. Halloween, Halloween, Halloween at Liars Club 2019 was our last show. And this uh, New Year's Eve 2022. 2022. You should, you should just stick to doing shows on holidays from now I on. So a very festive kind of group, you know, yeah, to a Valentine's thing. St. Patrick's Valentine's Day, no brainer. Sweetest day. <laughs> Sure. Uh, Arbor, Arbor Day. Bastille Day. Flag Day. <laughs> yes, exactly. You've got it down. So this new album, it, it's it's fantastic. And I mentioned long awaited, much anticipated, cancel the world. Uh, it's been five years since we got this one. Hey, look at that. Look, look at that. Okay. Uh, I, since we're talking about it, I love this record. Hey, thanks. Uh, the, ooh, the last album. Some little, yeah. little purple swirl. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Pretty. That's neat. Fans? I love putting this on. Uh, but this this album right here, I mean, people love this. I, this Murder Circus in 2016. Uh, the Reader, recently-ish, named it one of the best Chicago albums of the last decade. No pressure heading into the, the second album. <laughs> totally. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> but it, it's been five years. You recorded, you recorded the basic tracks for Cancel the World two years ago? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, 20, 2019 in the late summer, we recorded it at Electrical and then mixed it at... like in January. Yeah. And okay. it was it was supposed to come out, 
I think in like March of 2020 or spring of 2020. Yeah. And we all uh, know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your relationship like with these new songs now? I mean, these songs were written so long ago and, and laid down. Are, have you already artistically moved past that? Are you thinking about the next thing? Or are you kind of dropping anchor with a set of music? Something that um, I realized was actually this cool thing that I've never gotten to do with a record before is like having recorded it two years ago and then like not getting to you're, you're in this like process of like writing these songs. You're so like, you know, in immersed in them, then you're recording them, then you're listening to it back over and over again. Next thing record comes out, you're playing shows constantly. Like, you know, you are like in these songs, but what happened with this is like, we recorded it. It never came out. Everything was like on ice for two years. And um, I actually hadn't really like, you know, at that point it was just like, oh man, like this, what's happening? Like, we're never going to get to play these songs again. I hadn't really listened to the record (laughs) in like two years. And so I got to actually like revisit it with these almost as if like I was a person who hadn't heard it before, you know, I got like to mm-hmm. listen to it with fresh ears. And I was like, Oh, it's interesting to listen to these songs, like almost as an outsider. Yeah. And you didn't have that thing where like, cause a lot of the songs I'd say maybe like, I don't know, a quarter of the songs we kind of like finished up writing, like right before we went into the studio. And usually what would happen is like, then you play them out a bunch of times and you listen back to how you recorded them. You're like, this isn't how it goes. (laughs) But now it was like, it was recorded and it's like, we didn't really, we've like a handful of them. We have never even played live. So it's like kind of like relearning them and like, you don't have that sort of fatigue or like desire to change it up all the time or like edit it a bunch or like, play it three times as fast as you recorded it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like new again, which is awesome. It's fun to play new songs. Yeah. I totally get it. And we are recording a podcast, but we're doing that over video for people, for people listening. They, they won't see what I'm seeing, but are you, are you sitting on the floor as you're talking to me? Yeah, we yeah. are. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was a strange angle. Okay. It is kind of, is it weird? We're like, yeah. Do we look weird? No, you don't look weird. We're just <laughs> trying to figure I'm like, are they really small with like the the door looks so big i I, yeah okay yeah we're sitting on the floor at our practice space i love it so i I was looking at your instagram and i watched with the same amount of joy and excitement as you had watching your record your new record get made yeah smash plastic that's a cool process isn't it yeah so cool it was awesome um smash plastic chicago uh pressing plant they gave us a tour. They let us see that get made. It's wild. A lot of moving parts yeah. that, uh, yeah, it was really, really cool that we they like allowed us to come in and check it out. Quite a piece of machinery they got over there. You got the, you got the listening room to listen to the test pressing. Mm-hmm. I, I love that facility. I love what those guys mm-hmm. do for sure. All right. Yeah. So let's talk about the second album, Cancel the World. Uh Right out of the gate, better than me. It seems like that song had to be the lead song on the album. It had to be the the first song you put out into the universe. Totally. And yeah. You get a lot done in less than three minutes on this one. 
yeah, it's 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 got a nice narrative (laughs) for sure. Yeah, that that was one like that we were like kind of just like reworking a lot. And I don't know. It's a. I think we changed it up like the night before we went into the studio to record it. You changed the song. What did you do differently? Uh, I don't even remember. It that. was the very end. We we switched the like last chorus or as the bass player. It, it's kind of his baby. Alex's mm-hmm. baby. Uh, uh, he like he was like, no, it's got to go like this. It's got to go like this. Like he was like constantly changing it up. But like I think it was the last chorus. We call it the chorus. He calls it the verse. <laughs> but it's it's the chorus. Uh, we just switched the chords around. So, yeah. Yeah. There's a cool, there's a, a super cool breakdown on this song. And that's something I, I think your band does exceptionally well. There's a great breakdown on this. And uh, also on Suicide Space Camp, there's another yeah. breakdown that I just adore. I on love that song. Thank you. <laughs> that one was, yeah. Because on Suicide Space Camp, it, it almost like breaks into a gallop. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. It, yeah. It just, the chugga chuggas that one it's it almost becomes <laughs> a, like a new song in that breakdown yeah if you, listen, if you listen to that chunk just separated from everything you might not even know that it's like the same song yeah it definitely kind of takes a but little kind of like that about it yeah and it just kind of rebuilds the momentum mm-hmm. yeah cool. I, I i love that song i think the outlier on the new album again the new album uh it's available now you can listen to it get it it's canceled the world the outlier on the album i think is lost at the costco yes yes one one of these (laughs) things is not like the others i mean this is this is a dreamy acoustic sort of song Mm -hmm. yeah it's yeah it's our it's our softer side i don't know like the way it kind of started was Okay, I don't know. Should we talk about that? Yeah. So uh, there's this organization called um, Sing Me a Story, and um, kids submit uh, like song ideas, basically, or like lyrics or words or a story, basically, and then um, they contact bands to maybe like write a song inspired by that. So we had chosen this song called Lost at Costco. Lost at Costco. Well, it was a story. Um, and we, so we wrote the song inspired by this child's story. And we were supposed to like go and record it um, with the Sing Me a Story organization. But like for whatever reason, like that. Yeah, it, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. But we, <laughs> but we liked our song so much that we were like, let's put it yeah. on the record. Yeah. Love, since it is a mostly acoustic, very stripped down song, how different is it on album from the way it was written? Or did, was this a pretty quick and easy translation for you to record? I think, well, well it started out acoustic. And then I think that we fleshed it out. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the, the guitar part was like Alex uh, kind of just had for a long time. And then we sort of fit the Costco narrative into it. Uh, but yeah, like 
we kind of went down some wormholes, like adding all this MIDI stuff. It sounded very French at one point. There was like accordion synths and and then it was like we kept stripping it back down. Mm-hmm. And we're like, this is definitely better. There are actually like tons of uh, piano tracks. Alex, Alex is an amazing piano player. Um, and so there were just like hundreds of like piano tracks yeah. using a grand piano at electrical audio. Um, but I think we took all those out too. Yeah, I think so. really the thing that, st- oh yeah, and then did like live drums too, but it was just like the thing that just, it was just the acoustic. I mean, added a 12 string uh, and then, yeah. Yeah, that one was, it was fun to arrange and and like get in there and put a hundred tracks on that and then take it all away. <laughs> yeah, we're like, wow, we just wasted like <laughs> three days. Yeah, yeah, definitely kind of. Uh, but, you know, sometimes you just got to go there and then go back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Suddenly yeah. you're a radio head doing all kinds of esoteric experimentation with sounds and instruments. And here you are. Yeah. by Google. Compared to radio, all the time. <laughs> totally. So, if you're looking for a groove on the new album, uh, the title track has a big monster groove. Cancel the world. I think it's probably my favorite song on the album. Hey, nice. thanks. Yeah. Tell me cool. where that song came from. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay, I guess it kind of well, like the whole concept and the whole thing of cancel the world was sort of just uh it was like a what do you call it so it was it was colloquial colloquialism it it was um just kind of this expression we made up initially way before any of this started probably way before even cancel culture yeah was a thing predating cancel culture even just like cancel the world kind of meant like fuck it you know like in a like a an exclamation yeah like uh uh like i'm so hungover cancel the world like or like uh i've broken nail cancel the world like this kind of just kind of dramatic like over dramatic like yeah yeah and then uh we kind of at one point we're like yeah and then it's gonna be a musical we had this whole idea of like you know there's gonna be a boys choir that comes out at the end that's like cancel the world <laughs> the good chorus a gospel choir yeah uh I, I love the ambition i mean i love how big you think oh yeah, yeah. We, we we think really big and yeah. then we're like okay we gotta actually write a song so uh but by the way my drink is getting warm cancel the world exactly there you go perfect use of it cancel it (laughs) these headphones are getting warm around my ears cancel the world cancel the world cancel the world i'm I'm following this i can't breath in this mask (laughs) cancel the world (laughs) and then there's yacht problems um kind of kind of scary marry me tell me you love me marry me tell me you love me Mm -hmm. little little disconcerting what what, is there a personal story here is there well, I'm going to say that that part that you're talking about is actually comes from uh, it's a response to uh, meatloaf. meatloaf. Like Paradise by the Dashboard Light? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to sleep on it. <laughs> from, from the classic Bad Out of Hell album. Who doesn't love that? It's yeah, it kind of like 
doesn't I mean it sort of makes sense with the rest of the song I but just like not so much you know if you you can cram it together but like it just like in my wildest dreams in my wildest dreams I never would have expected this to be a response to meatloaf never <laughs> little easter egg yeah everybody watching yep this is a revelation <laughs> yeah yeah problems is actually my personal favorite song on the album <laughs> And my bandmates just don't feel the same. But <laughs> is, that, is that why it's buried at the I'm end? I'm coming around to it. I don't know. It was just like, it was kind of one of the first, it's like one of the oldest songs yeah. on the record. And it was one of those, like, we're like, let's do that one first. It's going to be really easy. We're going to nail it. And it just was like, just had a really hard time with it. Um, and uh, I was like, this one's kind of going to, we're going to bury this one. And then it's really... I'm, I'm, I'm coming back around to it. It's really fun to play too. You it is. To, yeah. You just scream my head off. And like, I don't know. I, whenever I do the like, marry me, tell me you love me. I'm always like imagining myself, like putting lipstick, like all over my face, you know, like, ah, just, I don't know. <laughs> Let me sleep on it. And the album, <laughs> you put a, you put a ribbon on the album with cancel the world redux, which uh-huh. is lovely. Absolutely. Yeah. lovely. Yeah. I kind of whipped that one. I don't know. We were like, we need a little, I don't know. That's like a roll credits song on the album. Totally. Yeah. And I think that that also came from our original um, musical idea. That makes sense. That makes sense. Having having this ending that was like, almost like, uh, I guess it didn't really turn out like a sing-along, but just this kind of like everybody like, cancel the world Mm -hmm. um yeah and uh and the sentiment sort of behind it is like kind of to tie it together as like it's i don't know like not this whole thing is not like a pissed off thing you know it's like yeah everything's totally fucked seeming but it's like that's why it hurts is because you like love it so much, you know, like the whole world and all how fucked up it is, you know, it's just kind of like that whole beautiful, sad mess is sort of like, I just want to be like, still love you. Cancel the world. Cancel the world. Yeah. Really tugs at the heartstrings. Mm -hmm. And the interview is winding down. Cancel the world. Tomorrow night, uh, liars club, which by the way, if you're going to look for something to do on New Year's Eve, this is the best way to make plans. Headline a show takes all the pressure off of New Year's. Exactly. That That's how you're ringing the new year. It's you at Liars Club. Lolly Gagger's playing too, right? Uh-huh. Love them. Uh, Boy Bring? No. No. Oh, okay. I knew there was a lineup change. I couldn't remember who came and who went. Heat Death. Heat Death and... Oh, is it La Drone? Or oh, El- La Drone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they rock. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah so that, that's a fun night. It's going to be fun. Gonna be so it's fun. a liar's club. It's bound to be fun. Bound to be fun. <laughs> a night to hopefully remember. <laughs> so, all right. So we can see you tomorrow night, New Year's Eve. If you're looking for something to do, uh, there's no more wholesome place to be on earth than Liar's Club on Fullerton. You can see Touch by Ghoul. The new Touch by Ghoul is Cancel the World. And I believe it's customary in, in your country when saying goodbye to say au revoir, farewell, long gone. <laughs> Come see, come saw. So long. Yes. Yeah, that's fuck, right. Fuck Adios. off. You're gone. Long gone. Adios. 
Adios. Touch my ghoul. Stay right there. We're going to kill the live stream. Thank you for watching and listening.